Hello and welcome to the Thriving Abroad Together podcast series and episode 16. I'm Louise Wiles, your host for these conversations, an expat coach and consultant and author of Thriving Abroad, the definitive guide to professional and personal relocation success. Now I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're staying safe and healthy in these extraordinary times. Now over the past four weeks, I've been recording and publishing the Thriving Abroad Together series. And in this series, I'm speaking to a range of amazing expat professionals who have perspectives, insights and advice to share that I hope will support you and your loved ones through this challenging time. You can go and take a look at the past 14 interviews on the Thriving Abroad website, clicking on the tab Thriving Abroad Together podcast series. Now, for each episode, I've created some really helpful show notes and you can download them on the blog post for each episode. Or if you sign up to receive the regular newsletter, I'll send you links to download a document containing all the show notes so far. I've created them to help you to get the most from each episode, providing a list of key takeaways from each conversation, links to resources discussed, and questions to help you apply the content discussed to your situation. Now, if you're listening to this on the Thriving Rural website, remember that you can subscribe to this podcast series on any of the major podcasting hosts, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. So, on to today's podcast episode. In this episode, I speak to Gertrude Erger, a global HR professional and executive coach. We talk about the challenges faced by female expat leaders as they lead teams across the world in these challenging times. In truth, much of the content is just as relevant to male leaders. In the introduction to the podcast on the Thriving Abroad website, I talk about the campaign that's been started by Michelle McQuaid and her team at the Change Lab. They're objecting to the term social distancing, suggesting that it does not really reflect what we're trying to achieve. As they say, words create worlds, and the use of social distancing is giving the wrong impression. In reality, what we're needing to do is to physically distance, whilst working hard to create meaningful and heartfelt social connection. Now, this message slots in extremely well with the conversation I had with Gertrude, where the social connection between leaders and their teams was a large part of our conversation as we talked about strategies for creating impactful outcomes in challenging times. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome. It's really great you're joining the Thriving Board conversation today and I'm really pleased to welcome to our conversation Gertrude Erger. Hi Gertrude, how are you? Hi Louise, I'm very good. Thanks for having me back. Well, it's lovely to have you back again and I'm really excited to, um, to have this conversation with you. We're going to be talking about the challenges that women leaders are facing in international roles around the world at the moment. But before we get into that conversation, tell me a little bit about how things are going for you. Yeah, um, we are we're still located here in Jamaica, so we are we are watching um, what is going on right now in the world. Jamaica is still in a in a quite good position. We we took measurements and cautions very early on, so we learn from all the countries in Europe. We learn from um, from 
like what it takes to to flatten the curve. So I'm very pleased mm-hmm. and blessed um, to be here now. So in terms of my work, of course, I do see the the impact on the um, executive search industry, recruitment industry in my role with uh, Talent or International. So to hear the experiences from our partner in China, from our partner. Um, in the US, for example, other partners all around the world, this is really impacting me. Also, I'm very much in contact with where we lived before in East Africa with Ethiopia. I do um, support clients there. And um, hearing the impact in the different countries, this is a complete new dimension. So as an expat, yes, I'm very much used to change and also living in very complex environments. Um, seeing a lot of changes happening at once, but to see everyone, you know, um, going through this crisis, this is also this is also new for for any one of us, right? Yes, absolutely. It's funny. I was talking to someone last night on a a, a webinar, and we were, I was saying, in some senses, it's a unifying, <laughs> such a unifying thing, such a horrible thing to be unifying over, but we have a shared experience of one, you know, with one focus, don't we, in across the world, which is just so unique um, in many ways, um, possibly not positive ways, but um, although I think I'm seeing quite a lot of positive connection coming out of it. Um, so perhaps there is you know, some positive to be found in the whole situation. But I think certainly also we're exposed to the news from around the world, aren't we? And, and I guess we engage in it in a way that we, haven't always in the past because it hasn't affected us so directly but this is also interlinked um which makes it relevant all the time i don't know whether you find that yeah absolutely i do believe it's it's a time where it was kind of coming into our face how connected the world is and how and that we are all in this together there is not a single country right now that can say okay we're not impacted at all um, there's not a single economy that can say that. And what I've seen in my work is I had a lot of powerful conversations with clients, with organizations the last weeks and to to see the different nuances of impact. But you see one common thread, right? Like that, yes, it is. we don't know what is coming. It is one of the hardest times in, in our country and in our organization. But I also do see a lot of communities now teaming up. I do see um, organizations where the the teams got closer and closer and also, of course, the other way as well. But it's really a crash test for you as an organization, for you as a team. It's a crash test for you as a family, how you're putting all this new life and work life um, um, construction system together. It's it's a crash test and we we will all go through it and it's I do feel for me it's most powerful that to get this feeling we are all in this together so there is only one way to go through that which is collaboration anyone who thinks in competition right now I do not think that those will be the the countries or the organizations that will go through this um, stronger Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's certainly my view, and I hope you're right there, definitely. So, um, I know you work with a lot of female executives who are international assignees working for their organisations around the around the world. So, um, I mean, you kind of touched on this a bit in terms of how COVID is affecting people in terms of um, the impact in, in communities and 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 
into connection. Um, but what challenges are you seeing them or hearing them talking about currently? I do see, especially when when I ask women in a leadership role now, what is the one biggest challenge right now? Usually they laugh and they say, wow, I have so much on my plate. But the single biggest challenge, it's it was very diverse, actually, depending on your setting. But it, it was one being now home with smaller kids and juggling it all, getting back to um, taking full care of the housework, the kids and your job and finding, finding you, okay, that you make an impact while you're working from home. Then others that were alone at home, they, they felt quite alone as well. So for them to create an ecosystem and, and do a lot of calls and getting into a routine is very important. And I do yeah. see number three, I do see most of the women I work with, I call them women on fire or warriors. They are very passionate um, about their work. They are like, they put all their heart into it. They, mm. they fight for the organization and the team, but also they tend to give a lot. They give a lot of hours and a lot of resources. So I do see them having now back-to-back -back meetings, no break. So one small win is already to put kind of a routine back, like a lunch break, a coffee break, going out into nature for five minutes and to, to really stay on top of the game and to see this as a, as a long ultra marathon. We are only at the beginning. So you keep your resources engaged and fulfilled. This will be one of the key priorities in this, in this challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can, I can see that. I can hear that from you know people I'm talking to as well. All, all of that, and and so being so absorbed in because I guess you switch off from your job perhaps, um, but then you're turning on to all the other issues and and probably onto the news as well. So we're much more engaged twenty four seven, I think, than perhaps than we we used to, um, and so that. You know, what kind of impact is that having on them, you know, physically, psychologically? Are you getting an insight into that? Um, as I said, it is a crash test. So it's also a crash test for your resilience and for your energy storage. But the impact mm -hmm. is that at the end of the day, you're, you're drained. And also during the day, if you never give yourself a break to refill, you're not as present. You, you're not as, you can't also, you're not as um, open or getting like a space for your team in place where, where the team also doesn't feel rushed. So mm -hmm. you as a leader, right now, a lot of eyes are looking to you, right? So your resilience, your calm leadership will be important because this has a, an, an impact on the team. If you are rushed, a lot of times the team is rushed. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the, the way in which you're modeling how you're, <laughs> how you're coping with this situation, it, it will set the tone for your colleagues. And I suspect for those who've got children for their families as well. So <laughs> that's quite a pressure on somebody, isn't it really? Yeah, absolutely. So what I see is, as I said, this crash test, it's a, it's a pressure on the results as well. So 
because of course this question is is coming up okay what is the like what is a future result what could that entitle what's um what do we accomplish as a team? What do I accomplish as myself? And how can I combine all the, the pressure? How do I handle all this pressure that is going on right now? So um, this, this question is in the leader's head and also in the team's head. And you need to navigate that. And it's very important as well when, when we talk about that result piece, it's it's a lot of times very important right now, especially now when you're leading virtually to put agreements in place with your team, agree on um, realistic um, goals or agreements that you and your team, you're aligned. Um, the same actually when, when you're now juggling all your household work, here the same agreements versus just expecting someone doing things. So, it's very important that you're that you're reviewing your areas in your life right now and say, okay, where do I have strong agreements in place and where do I see agreements agreements missing, so that then afterwards you are you're very clear. For example, with your team, you're very clear. Okay, this is what we agreed to to work towards. This is what we agreed to build. And then when you check in, you can see, okay, where are we? Um, what what does individual support look like as well? It's very important right now to to see individual situations. For example, if you know that one of your team colleagues um, has two small kids at home and almost is impossible to have a seven-hour day or eight-hour day, it is important to address the situation now and find a solution um, to 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 not put additional pressure on it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I've heard quite a lot of stories about you know, creative ways people are managing, <laughs> perhaps two parents, you know, taking different shifts during the day to look after kids while the other one works and, and drawing up some kind of boundaries in that way um, so that they get some focused time to concentrate on the work while the other one takes the, the, the childcare responsibilities. Um, so yeah, exactly, yeah. Especially yeah. in this setting, agreements is, is most important to have, to, to take the time, sit together 30 minutes with, with, your, with your partner when you're in a family setting and say, okay, how can we make this work? This is on my plate. This is on the family plate. Um, this is what, what the childcare looks like. How can we make this work together? Like teaming up as a family as well. It's very important. Otherwise, it, it, it's it's almost, um, yeah, you can't prevent it to not crash. I mean, everyone will crash anyway in this situation, <laughs> right? Because it's just a lot of things going on. But it's very important to, to, to set yourself up as strong as possible to, to give a good frame. Yeah, I like that. I love that. So set up a good frame. So think about what that would look like for you and your family. And yeah, yeah, really Good, good suggestion. So um, we talked about resilience. You mentioned resilience and, you know, leaders are having to call on that resilience um, to keep going. And I guess we're all drawing on our resilience quite in quite large quantities at the moment. But what can people do to build and reboot, reboot those resilience levels? Because I guess it's something that, you know, goes up and down, doesn't it? You know, some days I think 
we feel, well, certainly I'm talking about myself, some days I feel much more resilient than others. And then others, something happens, whether it's something I've read or just I allow myself to think about something too much. And, and I suddenly find that resilience dropping and thinking, how are we going to get through this? So what can people do to, to build that resilience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's actually very normal that you you go through phases and you you see the ride as a roller coaster ride. Mm. When you when you when we talk about resilience, it's really their capacity to recover quickly or quicklier from tough situations. How fast can you can you change your mind and and get into a space where you you feel energized again versus being drained for a long period of time and then when you're in a leadership role this of course will also impact the team because they will feel it if you're very drained um over over a long time and then you you also it's very hard for you to to juggle the emotions of your team so resilience is really the the ability to allow yourself to to feel all those emotions and, and acknowledge them and i read a very interesting article in the new york times it was about the tragic optimism that fuels resilience versus being happy in those times right now it's it's not realistic to just say okay, let's do everything to be happy. It's very, it's human that it also shows of a, of a very hands-on leader and a very understanding and caring leader to acknowledge the situation, but to really fuel your own energy levels and be very cautious on them. So one exercise I was giving almost all my clients in the last two weeks or three weeks mm-hmm. is that you draw two energy tanks and that you see your resilience, your energy level as you have two energy tanks. One, the first one is like the one you're always working on. It means you refuel your, your energy level with, with things that energize you. Sometimes it's only one thing that you get back to your schedule. It doesn't have to be a, like a rainbow of activities. But a lot of times it's really starting with one thing that energizes you. One thing that you know, if you do that on a regular base, then you're, you're set up also to, to work longer or also to go through very stressful situations. And then we talk about the secret second energy tank. And the secret en- second energy tank, this is really your, your storage so a lot of times what I see right now or when I checked in is that some woman I was talking to, they said, wow, my first tank is almost depleted already because the last weeks were so stressful. So I'm already living on the second one. And the second one is your storage. So my challenge was for them to say, okay, check in every Monday morning. Where are you? Are you still depleting your first one and you're like already only using 70% of your second energy tank or do you bring one activity back to your schedule that will refill the second one and even refill the first one so you're you're balancing your energy tanks but it's very important to to bring one activity back to your schedule and really really commit to that and as I said before, make an agreement with yourself that, that this 
will set you up to go through this crisis because no one can work 24 hours. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of times it's really going back to basics to sleep well, to eat well, to, um, to, to set your boundaries. And as I said, to, to bring one activity back to your schedule that fuels you up and that fuel and an energy, this will, will really help you to go through all the, the tough decisions that are to be made right now and also carry your team through those tough decisions. Brilliant. I think that's a lovely visual way to think about it. Um, and I think something that's so important but can so easily be lost, yeah, once the pressure amounts and, and you know, you feel you have to get on and do stuff, but really important to think about that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so obviously as a leader, you're managing a whole range of relationships and connections and We've talked a bit about, as a leader, you know, modeling and making time and understanding what's going on for your teams. Um, what other suggestions do you have for people in terms of how they can, at the moment, sustain and build those relationships and those important connections? Yeah. I love to... I do believe that working on, on your key relationships is always the the key to to a successful assignment or to a successful um, change process that you lead. But I do believe in those times, especially, it's very important that we talk about a, an ecosystem of your key people in life and at work. So I invite everyone to reflect and take five minutes to say, okay, who are your key people right now in life? Is it your team? Is it your boss? Is it, um, if you have a partner, your partner, your family? Are those your core friends? Who else is a key person right now in your life? And this is your ecosystem because no one is in this alone and no one, no one can fight through this alone. So it's very important that you, that you assess those relationships and that you see leaks or where you see, okay, this relationship, it wasn't, for example, when you had trust issues before with your team or you had, you had um, the feeling that some of your team members are not as engaged um, or you didn't have a very strong report to your boss before. Now, as I said, it's a crash test. So now it's just a matter of time until those, those leaks or, or um, the missing trust will, will come up. So it is now important that you as a leader you take the initiative and and take small steps to restore relationships that are so important to you right now that you're that you're really um checking in on them so when i when i give one example with the team when you right now because we are all working virtually there are no coffee breaks there are no lunch meetings where you can get a sense that something is off or where where you have many more opportunities to read people's face right and read people's emotions mm -hmm. now everyone is at home so clarity is even more important right now when you lead a team now it's time to to have regular check-ins and then take some time before you dive into the hard facts and say okay where are we where are the like the all the the chunks of your daily job take your five minutes to say hey What's on your mind? What's your biggest challenge now? 
how can I support you? So be there on a continuous base and, and support your team and, and um, see their situation. Uh, because every situation right now is different. And also, as you said, we all, we go through different phases. Some are already out. They're very calm. They had a shock moment. Some were very calm in the beginning, but get very depleted because they are in home office for so many weeks already. So it's very different. Um, and you, you really need to acknowledge everyone's situation right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it also depends on you know, the circumstances of, of your individual team members. So as you described at the beginning, you know, some people may be living alone, isolated alone, and you're perhaps the only connection they're having. So really important that that connection is a meaningful one for them and that you are aware of that, I guess, um, mm-hmm. versus other team members who are perhaps slotting that meeting in amongst you know, all the family dynamics and issues and so that's a slight you know completely different or or needs to be handled in a completely different way so I can really see the complexity there and of course virtually you know you can't see conflict bubbling Um, (laughs) and so yeah if you're not aware of of those relationships and you don't have a sense of them um, things can bubble up and 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 hit you in the face before you even realize they were there so very good points there. Um, I'd probably add one, another one, and, and, and say have some fun if you can. <laughs> um, I was listening to somebody the other day, and they were saying, you know, have have your lunch online with people, um, with your team members, and, and say we're not going to talk about work, no work, just talk about other things. Um, perhaps even don't talk about COVID nineteen situation yeah. either. That's <laughs> a challenge, and just. You know, talk about well, what would we be doing for our summer holidays or next year, or you know, plans for the future, and 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 or just have some fun chats around what the kids are doing at the moment, and and you know, what TV we've watched and that kind of thing, um, just to to break it up, because I think that's I think when you're zooming all the time, as we're zooming now, not everybody zooms, but you know, whatever conference um, technology you're using, it can be so draining back to back as you said earlier on yeah so, absolutely yeah that's a powerful reminder stuff. yeah <laughs> I see that in a lot of companies um I also see it uh with with my Austrian employer a punkt and talent or that we have those um we call like after work beers or to finish work they always mm. have a call mm. and then they have a beer together and it's just a wonderful like initiative to have this on the calendar okay in jamaica it's like early morning so i cannot be there all the every day (laughs) but from time to time i dial in and it's really an opportunity to connect with with some of my colleagues that i i'm not connecting all the time so and to Mm. to just Mm. chat and see how everyone is doing and as you said like give some off topics like not work details and maybe also not the covid details because it because then it's it's also it might get draining, but yeah, to just yeah. share and support each other, that's that's yeah. priceless. Yeah, no, brilliant. Great. And so then you mentioned, you know, results are really, really important, obviously. Um, and I guess that's the challenge at the moment because nobody knows quite how things are going to play out. Um, so what, what advice are you giving leaders around you know, who are, who are probably very conscious of the fact that they are there to drive performance and results. 
So how should they be thinking about this now? Yeah, what I learned from all the conversations is, is that this is, of course, here is, is most of the pressure. Here is pressure of, okay, on the one spectrum, let's see how it all evolves. But on the other spectrum, yes, we want to save um, we want to save our employees as well. And of course we need a certain, we need a certain income. We need certain KPIs to, to work towards too. So what I have seen, especially with a lot of women leaders, we tend to be very hard on ourselves. And we also, we tend to, to, to work and run and, and work towards results. And it's never enough what we've already accomplished. So especially in those times now, where when we cannot plan as we were used to plan, um, it is very important to take on a regular basis step back. A step back means in your meetings, also your team to really check in and say, hey, what was, the, what was your success or what was a great success today or this week? What was, what was an accomplishment <clears throat> you're proud of at home? What was an accomplishment you were proud of at work to continuously remind ourselves what we have achieved mm. because right now it will deplete us when we are only focusing what is not accomplished what is still a result that we 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 haven't achieved because of course we all face losses now so this is one approach to continuously look back and then it is much more powerful to say okay let's look into the future yes it is very foggy but it is also important to, to give a perspective or to say our priorities for, for autumn are one, two, three. So let's, let's focus on those priorities and let's find an agreement. Okay, this is, this is um, a, a target or this is a number we work towards to. It will be, it will be um, fluctuating and we will, we will be able to, of course, adjust it depending on how how the situation evolves, but we give a light at the end of the tunnel. I do believe it's very important to give that perspective to perspective to employees because otherwise we are only, it's like a black hole and we don't know what is the, is the organization even um, preparing for afterwards? Where, where are we going? So it's mm -hmm. not about giving unrealistic risk, like, expectations or unrealistic goals no we don't want to set us up for failure not at all but we wanna we wanna keep the priorities in mind and we wanna be in in control what we can control actually and what we can all what we can impact all of us so also here i do believe that individual support is important that you also as a leader you you also prepare your team leaders for example to to give everyone that space to say, hey, this is the impact you have right now on the organization and everyone's impact is, is contributing to the overall um, coping mechanism, right, of the organization. Mm -hmm. well, I really like that link to the coping mechanism of the overall organization. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lovely way to put it. Um, okay, so, so we've talked about resilience and how people can protect that and I don't say develop it it's more protecting it isn't it it's all the energy levels that are contributing to our ability to be resilient in challenging times 
then relationships and how we build connections and 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 honor those relationships with our team members and families all those important people um mm-hmm. and then the results and how we sort of yeah make that relevant for the current situation um and build that coping mechanism so really lovely anything else that you would want to offer as a suggestion for leaders <laughs> as we come to the end of the conversation yeah um thank you for the for this space to to share those 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 tools so i do believe when you when you for yourself you you give yourself that moment of let's say 15 minutes on a monday morning and you see okay this is where your energy level is the the tank exercise i described your resilience and you find one thing that will always energize you and keep you up for the week you're all set and then second step your relationships check in okay where where are leaks what is what is of utmost importance to to focus on this week with your team and always have this individual approach in mind and third the results how can you look back and and feel accomplished make your team feel accomplished and then look forward and say okay those are the priorities give perspective in in the frame that is possible and then also break it down to to small steps also with the team what is one step we can take this week or today to get to this to this goal that we set today so i do believe when you do this like a assessment like monday morning 15 minutes you're you're in a very good position to um to dive or surf i don't know how you want to call it those <laughs> waves and and you you prepare yourself and then you can also prepare your team and your family for for anything that will come yes brilliant a great reset i think um and sort of getting your mind in place for the week that's coming so really really helpful thank you very much for all those insights so if you would like to access the show notes you can go to thrivingbroad.com and look for this episode and um the show notes will be there on the blog page i will also put any links that you would like me to put there for you gertrude Gertrude. so what would you is it your website uh yes we will also share my website gertrudeerica.com you will see once a week I will post a blog article about powerful tools, powerful strategies, stories, and conversations I had the last weeks. And you will also see a link to, um, to those exercises that I explained. Brilliant, brilliant. So the website will be there, so click on that and you can go and download those exercises, which I think are really, really helpful. So thank you very much for your time today. I much appreciate it. You're so welcome, Louise. It was a pleasure to um, have our conversation. Thank you for all your work and putting this podcast series together. I do believe it's very, yeah, it's very powerful work for every one of us who, who lives abroad, especially to, to connect and, and 
see also that we are all in this together because especially now when we live abroad, it might be also a time when we miss our families even more and where we see our home countries suffer and usually we don't see them suffer or a lot of times we don't see them suffer. Mm -hmm. So it's a very special time and you putting this initiative together. Thank you very much for that. Well, you're very welcome. I'm thoroughly enjoying doing doing it anyway. <laughs> so it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you and um, wish you all the very best. Bye-bye, Gertrude. Thank you, Louise. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it's encouraged you to think about the way in which you are encouraging social connection between your teams and employees, families and friends, while also topping up on your own energy tanks. For the show notes, go to thrivingabroad.com and look for episode 15 in the Thriving Abroad Together series. Please, it would be fantastic if you could help me to get the word out about this podcast by going and reviewing and rating the show on your preferred podcast host. Otherwise, it would be fantastic if you could mention the podcast to your friends, family and colleagues. I will be back soon with the next instalment. Meanwhile, if I can be of any support to you, then you can get in touch with me using the contact form on the thrivingabroad.com website. Wherever this podcast finds you in the world, please stay safe and well. Bye-bye for now.